The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Good Monday morning, Super Bowl 58, living up to the hype. Uh, The game decided in OT on the very last play. Good morning, it's February 12th. This is today. Back-to-back champs, the Chiefs rally in overtime to defeat the 49ers. The NFL's first repeat winners in nearly 20 years. An amazing ending that had Travis Kelsey breaking into song and sharing a kiss with Taylor Swift as Kansas City fans everywhere do their own celebrating. We'll have the highlights and the man who caught the title-winning touchdown joins us from Vegas. Breaking overnight, rescued. Two Israeli hostages freed during a dramatic raid in Gaza. Now reunited with their families for the first time in more than four months. We're live in Jerusalem with the late-breaking details. Hospitalized, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin facing a new health battle, admitted to critical care overnight and transferring his duties to his deputy just weeks after keeping his cancer diagnosis hidden from the White House. We'll have the very latest. Church shooting. Yeah, we're not. A woman opens fire during Sunday services at Joel Osteen's megachurch in Texas. We don't understand why these things happen, but we know God's in control. Several people injured, including a child. The suspect shot and killed by off-duty police officers. Inside the search for answers just ahead. Those stories plus, here it comes, a major winter storm taking aim from the Midwest to New England with a foot of snow expected in some places. Al's got your full forecast. And commercial appeal, the Super Bowl ads filled with stars and surprises. So which one scored with viewers? We'll break down the big winners today, Monday, February 12th, 2024. From NBC News, This is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to Today. Nice to have you along with us on a Monday morning after the Super Bowl, no less. After overtime, no less. You stayed up for the whole thing. I stayed up for it. I mean, I was just going to stay to the end of the game, and then when OT hit, (laughs) OT hit, it was quite the game, especially at the end. We we got it covered, don't we? We sure do. By the way, of course, millions of people are waking up tired because the game went so long. Just the second time ever it's gone into overtime, the Super Bowl. In the end, it's Chiefs over the Niners, 25-22, to back to back Super Bowl victory. Of course, the MVP going to star quarterback Patrick Mahomes, who led Kansas City on a remarkable comeback. And yes, of course, also in attendance, Taylor Swift, the pop superstar seen cheering on her boyfriend, Travis Kelsey. She made her way onto the field at the end of the game. By the way, she even chugged a beer at one point when the camera was on her up in the box. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Knew I liked her. We've got it all covered. The behind-the-scenes hype, the commercials. Plus, we're going to talk to McCole Hardman. He caught the game-winning touchdown and doesn't even remember it. But let's start with NBC's Kaylee Hartung, live in Las Vegas once again. Hi, Kaylee. Hey, good morning, guys. It's as if this one game encapsulated the Chiefs' entire season. It started off slow, but in the end delivered unbelievable drama. 
with it all on the line, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey proving why the Chiefs are the NFL's newest dynasty. The Kansas City Chiefs are champions again. Their overtime victory over the San Francisco 49ers, making them the first team to win back-to-back Super Bowls in almost 20 years. The Chiefs' hard-fought win over the Niners, a nail-biter to the very end. San Francisco's defense dominating, holding Kansas City down through the first half keeping them to just three points as tempers flared on the sideline. But in the second half, some Mahomes magic tied it up, forcing just the second overtime in Super Bowl history. The final play punctuating a clutch drive. The moment catching wide receiver McCole Hardman completely by surprise, saying he actually blacked out during his game-winning catch. I threw a touchdown to this dude to end the game. And he looked at me, I said, and he had no idea. I said, dude, we just won the Super Bowl. And breaking the hearts of 49ers faithful, who came into Sunday as the favorites. Chiefs Kingdom celebrating its fourth Lombardi trophy, including its most famous fan, Taylor Swift, who was seen hand-in-hand with Mama Kelsey and sealed the victory with a Super Bowl kiss with boyfriend Travis Kelsey. Swift arrived in Sin City just hours before kickoff, but the pop star was ready to party, throwing back a drink in the stands. The energy on the field only amped up at halftime as Usher rolled onto the world's biggest stage his career-spanning spectacle bringing the heat. Featuring surprise guests, rap royalty Lil Jon and Ludacris, and a fan-favorite slow jam with Alicia Keys. But they were far from the only stars shining in Vegas. LeBron James, Lady Gaga, Jay-Z and Beyonce all in attendance. The Queen Bee even had a few surprises of her own. Appearing in a Verizon Super Bowl commercial, and dropping two new songs from her highly anticipated album and follow-up to Renaissance. Still, it was the Chiefs who were over the moon. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that I've been able to, to go through three times now. And, man, it's, uh, it gets sweeter and sweeter every time, baby. Now with three Super Bowl wins in just five years, Kansas City's dynasty dreams are coming true. Let's put that dynasty in perspective, guys. Patrick Mahomes winning Super Bowl MVP means he joins Tom Brady and Joe Montana as the only players to ever win that award three times. And Mahomes is just 28 years old. He's already accomplished more in his six seasons as a starter than some of the greatest players in this game. And how about Coach Andy Reid, his third Super Bowl win? Only Bill Belichick and Chuck Knoll have more wins than he does. We are watching greatness in real time, guys. All right, Kaylee, thank you. We are very, very happy to be joined by the man who caught that pass, the Super Bowl-winning touchdown Chiefs wide receiver, McCole Hardmans. He's at the Fountain Blue in Vegas. McCole, good morning. Um, first of all, I know that you're out there celebrating. How does it feel to be Super Bowl champs? Hey, man, it feels great. Uh, that indescribable feeling. Um, yeah, that's all you really can say about it. It definitely feels great. It's so incredible. That moment, it's the thing that every little kid probably dreams of. I definitely don't remember nothing Uh, after I caught the ball. I love it. It all seemed to play out in slow motion in overtime, which was such a dramatic end to the game. At halftime, things weren't looking good. I guess Coach Andy Reid probably had something to say to you guys at halftime that helped kind of turn the beat around. What did he say? Well, it really wasn't Coach Reid. It was really Trav. Um, Trav is really – said something in there just to get us focused and just let them know that we're, we're, we're being ourselves. Cause obviously we didn't play our best half and, um, the defense was doing everything they needed to do, but as the offense we wasn't producing. So, uh, Trav kind of gave a, a little heartfelt speech in the, at halftime that kind of got the, the fire going. 
Well, whatever he said, it worked. How does it feel, McCall? I mean, you're Super Bowl champ. Your season, you started with a different team. You were traded midseason. Here you are. Mm-hmm. You're the man. You've worked so hard. Patrick <laughs> Mahomes thinks you are incredible and is singing your praises. How does this sink in, or has it even sunk in? Uh, I ain't sucking it yet, I don't think, man. I just feel like, you know, the, the, my role was just so, you know, like a roller coaster, just up and down, um, getting traded, first time ever happened in my career, and just going back to a team that, you know, I got drafted by and being welcome and, you know, and actually, you know, in here winning the Super Bowl. Like, I don't really think it, I want to have it any other way. But it definitely haven't sided in yet, but I'm, I'm waiting for that to happen. I got a question. What have you been doing tonight? Because I know that you, <laughs> you have not slept, so give us a little rundown. What's what happened going in on, Vegas? Nicole? Well, you know, they say what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, right? <laughs> so, um, but it's, it's been a little party. We had to have the party with the team after the game. And, um, I kind of bitched it off and did a little something here and there, but, um, but I'm here though. So I like I'm how here, you, here you, talking to y'all. You phrased it like I've been out and about and yeah. you deserve every single second of it. We're super proud you of you. You were right on time for us. Yeah. Even Three o'clock in the morning there. McCall, yeah. enjoy every bit of it. You've certainly earned it and we made everybody proud. Thank you. Congratulations. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. What a delight. That what kid is, a what a delight. I always said he ventured off and did a little something. Well, you do a little something. That's you right. certainly earned it. That's right. going to have a lot more on the big game throughout the morning, but we're going to turn to some breaking news overnight now. Israeli forces carrying out a daring mission in Gaza, rescuing two hostages who've been held by Hamas for more than four months. NBC's Molly Hunter is in Jerusalem for us this morning. Molly, good morning. What is the latest? Savannah, good morning. We are learning new details about that daring rescue. Now, the Israeli military says at 1.49 a.m. overnight, Israeli troops entered a building in Rafah to rescue those two hostages. Now, Rafah is that southernmost city in Gaza where Israel has told 1.4 million Palestinians to go for their safety. Now, the hostages, both older Israeli men, have been taken by helicopter already. They are at a hospital in Tel Aviv. They have been reunited with their families. And I think we actually have those first pictures during the overnight. Night rescue Gazan health officials say dozens of Palestinians were killed in a heavy wave of Israeli airstrikes in Rafah. And this comes as Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu continues to threaten an incursion into Rafah. That is a move that international organizations and the U.S. have strongly warned against. Now, also this morning, Savannah, deal talks appear to be closing in. One senior administration official telling NBC News that a new deal is, quote, pretty much there, but gaps remain. Savannah? Well, if a deal is imminent and pretty much there, does any of what happened overnight impact negotiations? Absolutely. I think what we're trying to figure out, of course, in the next couple of days is how big, how significant those gaps may be. We do know that President Biden spoke with Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu overnight. And we also have new reporting that Biden has been pretty critical of Netanyahu privately. Biden has said that Netanyahu wants the war to drag on so that he can remain in power. And according to three people in at least three instances, Biden has even called the Israeli prime minister a, quote, a-hole. But Savannah, the U.S. has not changed their policy or changed their military funding towards Israel. Savannah. Molly Hunter in Jerusalem, thank you very much. We are also following breaking news out of D.C. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin hospitalized and admitted to a critical care unit just over a month after a health scare he kept hidden from the White House. NBC's Gabe Gutierrez joins us now with the very latest. Hey, Gabe, good morning. Hey, Hoda, good morning. It's not clear how long the, the defense secretary will remain hospitalized, but one notable change from last time, 
The Pentagon alerted the White House immediately. This morning, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin in critical care, hospitalized at Walter Reed again yesterday, this time for symptoms of a bladder issue, according to the Pentagon. Overnight, doctors saying that Austin was then admitted to the critical care unit for supportive care and close monitoring. Last month, the defense secretary faced scrutiny for not telling the White House that he underwent surgery for prostate cancer until days later. We did not handle this right, and I did not handle this right. Now, the Pentagon announcing this stay publicly, saying he's transferring duties to his deputy. Concern for Austin coming as President Biden is on defense politically after that special counsel's report saying he faced memory issues. A new poll finds most Americans believe both President Biden and Republican frontrunner Donald Trump are too old for another term. And though he continued to attack Biden over the weekend, Trump himself is now under fire after a wild weekend rally where the former president encouraged Russia to attack U.S. allies if they don't pay their dues in NATO. I would encourage them to do whatever the hell they want. You got to pay. His opponent, Nikki Haley, quickly responding. What bothers me about this is don't take the side of a thug who kills his opponents. Haley also speaking out about Trump's personal attacks on her husband, Michael, at the same rally. What happened to her husband? Where is he? He's gone. Haley writing back, Michael is deployed serving our country, something you know nothing about. Donald Trump clearly doesn't understand that in South Carolina, we love our military men and women. In... Meanwhile, the White House is slamming former President Trump's comments on NATO, saying that, quote, encouraging invasions of our closest allies by murderous regimes is appalling and unhinged. Hoda? All right. Gabe Gutierrez there for the White House. Gabe, thank you. Also this morning, police are trying to determine a motive after a woman opened fire inside Pastor Joel Osteen's packed megachurch in Houston. The suspect was shot and killed as worshipers ran for cover. NBC's Morgan Chesky joins us with the details. Hi, Morgan. Good morning. Yes, Savannah, a simply terrifying ordeal inside Houston's Lakewood Church, where Pastor Joel Osteen says they serve about 45,000 people each and every week. Now, this happened just before their Spanish service, when witnesses say this woman walked inside armed with a rifle and opened fire. This morning, two off-duty officers are credited in taking her down after a shooting that has left this church community shaken to its core. A Sunday service interrupted by a terrifying sound in a house of worship. Yeah, we're not. Gunfire blasting through Lakewood Church's Spanish service. The pastor pausing only to hear more shots ring out. The chaotic scene unfolding after police say an unidentified woman armed with a rifle and wearing a trench coat walked inside and opened fire. We're shooting at Lakewood. Two people down. We need an ambulance. A young boy in critical condition. Another churchgoer? Shot in the leg. Two off-duty officers are credited with fatally shooting the suspect. Suspect is down. Police saying the wounded child arrived at the church with the female shooter, but won't speculate if officers who returned fire were the ones to strike that young victim. If it was, unfortunately, um, and, and, and that female, that suspect, put that baby in danger, I'm going to put that blame on her. Officers telling NBC News the woman was wearing a backpack and said she had a bomb. They also say she sprayed an unknown substance on the ground, but the bomb squad found no explosives. This is a light, uh, an isolated incident, we believe, at this moment, okay? Uh, no farther danger to uh, our public. 
This morning, the shooter's motive is still unclear, but is part of an ongoing investigation. For church member Mariah, who just moved from Colombia, the fear, hard to fathom. I thought that I maybe could die. After that, I just sent a message to my husband saying that I love him. Pastor Joel Osteen stressing, had it happened just minutes later, even more churchgoers could have been targets. We don't understand why these things happen, but we know God's in control. We are still awaiting an update on that young boy's condition. We know the other churchgoer, a man who was wounded in the leg, is expected to make a full recovery. Meanwhile, police clarifying one aspect of this investigation, saying at one point there are thought to be two gunmen. They now believe this woman acted alone here. Savannah. Morgan Chesky. All right. Thank you very much. Millions from the Midwest to New England are bracing for a major winter storm on the heels of a really warm, lovely weekend. Plenty of snow and travel delays on the way. Mr. Roker is here. Here it comes. Yeah, that's right. This is a one-two punch, guys. And good morning to all of you. Right now, we've got severe weather part of this system. We've got tornado watches right now stretching from New Orleans, Mobile, Alabama, up into Auburn and uh, Panhandle of Florida until 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 Central. We've also got 10 million people at risk for wind gusts of 60 miles per hour, tornadoes possible, damaging hail. Now, this system will also cause flood alerts for 17 million folks from Alabama, Mississippi, on into the Carolinas. We've got 49 million people under winter weather alerts. We have a winter storm warning for good portions of New England into the Northeast, winter storm watches for New York City, and winter storm advisories as you get into the Mississippi River Valley. The severe storms today target the southeast. That rain will extend into the mid-Atlantic. Then colder air starts to filter in. Morning snow through the northeast into New England and strong onshore winds. Here's what we're looking at as far as the rainfall to the southeast. Could be some flooding up to four inches down through that section. But we're looking at maybe 12 inches of snow in parts of the northeast and New England. As we zoom in a bit, Boston could see up to a foot. Hartford, 8 to 12 inches. Here in New York City, three to five. Scranton could see six to eight inches. Same in Albany. Depends on the track. Right now it's to the south. We're going to continue to track it. But looks like we've got a major winter storm for tomorrow morning and the commute and everybody trying to get back. And that's your latest weather, guys. All right, Al, thank you. Uh, still ahead, King Charles is stepping out and speaking out for the first time since his cancer diagnosis. We'll have a live report from Buckingham Palace. And then which commercials will you remember most from last night's Super Bowl? We're going to break down the best of the bunch when it comes to the game within the game. But first, on a Monday morning, wake up. This is today on NBC. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash today just go to indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash today conditions apply need to hire you need indeed we're back you know what that is that's kansas city that's a celebration of life it is the chiefs second straight super bowl victory we're going to have a lot more on the game the celebrations the commercials that won the night in a bit but we want to welcome chanel jones good morning. in it's always good you to stay see up late i did my son just called me his little brother won't wake up oh, oh he's like i wonder exhausted. why it was a late night <laughs> yeah. it's happening so, in households across yeah. the country Maybe this kids morning can get an excuse this morning yeah. Yeah. no it's got to yeah. be a holiday actually right. we're going to get into that there's a whole debate about mm-hmm. whether the monday at the super bowl should be a holiday that is yes. a really good why is there a debate. Let's just we say yes. yes. All right. So we'll yep. get to that in a, a little bit later this morning. But first, in this half hour, let's start with King Charles out in public for the first time since revealing his cancer diagnosis. Yeah, he had a heartfelt message of thanks for the outpouring of support he's received. NBC's Megan Fitzgerald is at Buckingham Palace for us. Hi, Megan. Good morning. Guys, good morning to you. That's right. Yesterday, we saw King Charles walking to church, and he seemed to be in good form. He was waving and smiling to the crowd. Uh, It was a similar scene to what we saw last Sunday, which was just hours before he announced to the world that he's battling cancer. This morning, a new look at King Charles after being diagnosed with cancer. The king smiling and waving to onlookers as he walked to church service Sunday in Sandrium his wife, Queen Camilla, by his side. The outing coming a day after Charles' first public statement since the announcement that he's undergoing cancer treatment. The king expressing his gratitude for all the well wishes, saying, As all those who have been affected by cancer will know, such kind thoughts are the greatest comfort and encouragement. It is equally heartening to hear how sharing my own diagnosis has helped promote public understanding and shine a light on the work of all those organizations which support cancer patients and their families. The palace has not revealed details of Charles's illness, which was discovered after he was admitted to the hospital where he was treated for a benign enlarged prostate, only saying Charles does not have prostate cancer. Queen Camilla speaking out about her husband's status in her first public comments. He's doing extremely well under the circumstances and he's very touched by all the letters and messages. You know, all the public has been settled from everywhere. And it comes after Princess Kate, who was in the same hospital as the king, is still out of the public eye, recovering from abdominal surgery. Kensington Palace saying she's progressing well. Most British school kids are off this week. Traditionally, William and his family go to the Sandringham Estate, a favorite place for school breaks, though they've not been spotted there yet. Not only is there more for the children to do, there's a more active lifestyle, there's fewer prying eyes trying to see what they're up to, but I think it's a bigger house, it's somewhere where where Kate can relax. It would be a welcome break for William, now taking on even more responsibilities as the king steps back. 
And over the weekend, Princess Anne, one of the few active senior royals seen at a rugby match. She's helping with royal representation, but it's the heir to the throne that's tasked with stepping up. Now, guys, we don't expect to see the king in public for any official duties as he undergoes his cancer treatments. Uh, but so far, he has been holding his weekly audience with the prime minister and conducting his private business. Savannah. All right. Megan Fitzgerald looks like a pretty day in London. Thank you very much. All right. Coming up, a question a ton of people are asking you. <laughs> Should the day after the Super Bowl be a You're national right. holiday? We're going to dive into that annual debate and tell you why it's gaining some momentum this year. I say yes. Plus, the Super Bowl commercials were packed with stars, laughs, and emotion. But which one scored the best reviewers? We'll get into that and more right after this. Welcome back. Super Bowl 58 was a nail biter, but we know a lot of people who were tuning in mm-hmm. just for the commercials. And they did not uh, lose out. Which ad scored the most with viewers? Here to tell us is Zoe Ruderman, Adweek's chief content officer. Hi, Zoe. Hey, Zoe. Good Hello. Good morning. morning. Okay, so without further ado, mm-hmm. what did you guys rate the best ad of the Super Bowl? So the big winners in my mind, CeraVe, Duncan, Scorsese for Squarespace. These are the ones that had us either laughing out loud or leaning in, and you associate it with the ad. So don't forget, it's not just like, oh, that was really fun, I was entertained. In order to be successful for the brand, you associate it with that you brand. you got to sell the product. Yeah, they're spending okay. a lot of money. All right, your first choice was CeraVe. And did you know that this actually came from, there's like this internet conspiracy theory on Reddit from years ago that Michael Sarah's connected to the brand. Oh. So that's how the idea oh. started. Oh. Okay. And so they had this really smart campaign where even, you know, in the weeks leading up, they were rolling out these like little snippets and he was on a podcast and mm-hmm. everyone was wondering like, what is this? So this was the big reveal. Um, this one I loved. It was the, I call it the JLo ad, but it yeah. was really the Ben Affleck <laughs> uh, ad. But I liked it. One of the reasons is because I hadn't seen it before. Yep. It appeared for the very first time. This yeah. had the ad week office laughing yeah. out loud. Yeah. I thought Matt Damon was the runaway hit. Yes, I love that he's like a Apologizing. Yes. Yeah. So J-Lo great. did pretty great that was too. Good. No, no. We yeah, all laughed. J Lo can be really funny. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. good that comedic was good. timing. Was good. All right, let's talk about the big surprise from Beyonce. I didn't realize that she dropped an announcement. My daughter heard yeah. it and I said, What? I said, Wait, does that mean there's a new album coming? Yes, and then she timed it so she released on her Instagram that there was a new album coming. So this one I loved. I mean, every line yes. was perfect. Yeah. Every reference Brilliant. you have, like AI, Barbie, everything was so great about it. And talk about like Beyonce being funny. Yeah. I mean, she was really great. And the pairing with Tony. Hale was perfect. It had it all. And also great for the brand, mm-hmm. like right on yes, message. Yes, exactly. There's no way to not associate it with Verizon. What'd you think of Scorsese and his uh, mm-hmm. directorial I debut? I liked seeing a moment where it sort of, it was like humor, but it felt cinematic. This was mm-hmm. his first time directing a Super Bowl ad. I thought it was great. Um, some of the commercials were memorable, like we saw. Some of them kind of missed the mark, you guys thought. Which ones yeah. were on that list? You know, it's wild because brands spend $7 million for 30 seconds. Like, you want to be wowed by this. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought uh, Temu, which ran three ads, they were all the same <laughs> ad. Yeah. You think if yeah. you're going to spend, you know, for the equivalent of a minute and a half, it was just about awareness for them. It, it was, is, but also you kind of were like, wait, now what is this? I guess yeah. this is totally. like, yeah, if you're yeah. going to do it, then say what you are. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I video thought it game. was totally yeah. forgettable. I thought visually it wasn't anything super arresting. Um, there was um, a Lint commercial, a Lindor chocolate commercial. Uh-huh. That was the first time they were in the Super Bowl. Again, it just felt like I could be watching this like 
at any old moment, at yeah. any time. I have the same reaction. I'm like, why are they doing a chocolate? And again, <laughs> what, does Lynn have a big spend... competitor? It's not the soda wars. Yeah, I don't get it. Exactly. It just felt like forgettable is the word that I kept uh-huh. going back to. Yeah. It was sort of, there was nothing wrong with it. It was like mm-hmm. sweet. It was just kind of lean back. There mm-hmm. wasn't anything exciting. Got some good stuff though, Zoe. Yeah. Thank yes, you. Zoe. You. That was fun. Let's mm-hmm. go over to Mr. Roker. All right, guys, we got some heat to talk about. Uh, look at this. We're talking about temperatures anywhere from 10 to 20 degrees above average. Minneapolis, 39 degrees today. It's 12 degrees above average. Birmingham, you'll be at 66. New York City, 50 degrees. That's 10 degrees warmer than usual. The heat stays out west from Duluth, Bismarck, down to Little Rock and Dallas, 5 to 10 degrees above average. Seasonal temperatures as we get into late this week with the low 40s here in New York City, mid-50s by Thursday in Washington, D.C., the mid-50s in Cincinnati, Chicago. You'll dip down to the low 30s by the time we get to Friday. And that is your latest weather. I do like when we're surprised by the commercials yes. instead of seeing them ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with I agree. you. Thank oh, you. Yeah. All, right. All right, guys, coming up, still going to break down the nominees. we got the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame coming up. Some interesting nominees, including some first-timers on that list. That and a whole lot more pop stars. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then we're going to celebrate love ahead of Valentine's Day with something we've never done here. Oh, Miss Janet. Oh, She's Lord. playing matchmaker. Oh, guys, we're going to have a live speeding oh, dating, speed dating event right here. To meet you. Hi. 